Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the From Ballparks to Buzzer Beer Sportscast. I'm Perry Morginos alongside my co-host, James Farley, and we have a great episode planned for you guys, so let's get to it. James, take it away. Thanks, Perry. After the NFL draft just taking place, we are going to be running down the selections made, some really great picks that we thought were selected by the NFL teams here, and we're going to jump right into three picks that we really liked in this draft, starting off at the 11th pick of the first round, quarterback Justin Fields of Ohio State. The Chicago Bears took him, and I think that this is a really, really solid pick as he did, he's a dynamic quarterback. He can throw the ball, and he can run the ball just about as well as he can throw the ball, which you don't really see in many quarterbacks. He can run the ball. You can it's almost like a Lamar Jackson, but he can throw a 1,000 times better. This guy is the real deal. This is perfect because the Chicago Bears, they needed a quarterback. You know, Mitchell Trubisky did not really work out for them as they were anticipating. But now Justin Fields is the franchise quarterback that they are going to need. And this was the perfect spot to get him. I had him as the second best quarterback in this draft. Perry had him at three. But having him drop all the way to the 11th pick is a really, really, really big thing. And I think that this was a phenomenal pick by the Chicago Bears. And I think that Justin Fields can with the help of some more weapons, because he's walking into Allen Robinson out there at wide receiver. He's one of the best in the league, one of the greatest catch passers right now. And that, being able to rely on a target like that as a rookie coming into your rookie season is huge. So I think that he's going to be, I think he can be trusted by the Chicago, um, by Chicago, and I think that he's going to be the franchise quarterback of the future for the Bears team. Perry, what else on Justin Fields is there that he can bring to the table for the Bears? Yeah, James, you mentioned his dual threat ability. Um, I think his NFL comparison is definitely a little bit of Kyler Murray in him because he can throw the ball, he can run the ball, and he has a much better arm than Lamar Jackson, as you said. So this is general manager's Ryan Paces of the Chicago Bears, second time in his tenure trading up for a quarterback. He traded up from 3-2 to two to grab Mitch Trubisky out of North Carolina, and they traded up from 20-11 to 11 with the New York Giants to get Justin Fields out of Ohio State, as you said. Um, he had a great year last season, 2,100 yards, 22 touchdowns in just eight games. He rushed for 383 yards, five touchdowns. So again, you can see that dual threat ability, 70.2 completion percentage. So very accurate quarterback, one that we both didn't think would fall this far, especially I thought he was going to go to the Broncos at nine, but the Bears definitely traded up and in my opinion, made the right decision because they didn't need a quarterback. But he's 6'3", 228 pounds. So he's built like, you know, he's strongly built. He has a very good lower body so he can run fast and he can take the hits that will be necessary to succeed in the NFL. But James, I touched on it briefly, but I do think that we need to talk about how did he get here? How did he fall this far? Yeah, Perry, it's really interesting. And I think that I don't really, I think that, what you could potentially talk about is that they didn't play an entire season at Ohio State due to COVID-19, so they didn't see him possibly at his full potential. But, you know, in the time he did, he show, he shined. I mean, he won 7-1 this year. His only loss was to Alabama in the national championship game. Knocked off Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick, and Clemson and the national semifinals to get there. But I honestly, I think that, as you said, size, I mean, I think that could be a little bit of a situation that teams could take into consideration seeing that, Trevor Lawrence, he's a big guy who people would take, but then you know Zach Zach Wilson went too, so it's tough to say. But I think that I think that he has a great work ethic, and I think that the Chicago Bears made a really solid decision by um, tr- trading up to take him. And also, Perry could just be quarterback need. How would they fit the offense? If you understand what I'm saying, because if 
like as you saw, like Mac Jones, we're going to be talking about him in a little bit. He could have been drafted as high as three. He ends up falling to 15. That's just because of the need. And the Chicago Bears needed this type of a quarterback. So I think that the picks leading up to that point is not what the team would need. And Justin Fields is going to be a perfect fit, in my opinion, with Chicago. Yeah, James, I didn't expect him falling this far. I don't think he was really ever a threat to go number three to the San Francisco 49ers. But the Falcons at four, they weren't in the market for a quarterback. Then the Bengals were at five. Um, the Miami Dolphins were at six, and then there's a lot of teams that maybe could take a quarterback, maybe didn't. Um, the Detroit Lions were at seven. They opted to stick with Jared Goff, and then Justin Fields could have gone eight to the Carolina Panthers, but they opted to stick with Sam Darnold, and then I for sure thought that Justin Fields was going to go nine to the Denver Broncos, but Denver, in my opinion, made one of the worst decisions in this year's draft, taking Patrick Sertain over Justin Fields. Nothing against Patrick Sertain. I think he's a great player, and I think he was the best corner in this draft class. But I think at the end of the day, if you don't have a franchise quarterback like Drew Locke, and he hasn't shown that he is, you need to get one, and I think that they should have ended up taking Justin Fields. But James, moving on to another pick that we like. It was actually the pick right after that by the Dallas Cowboys, where they picked the linebacker Micah Parsons out of Penn State. James, what about Micah Parsons did you like? Yeah, Perry, Micah Parsons, this guy's a sideline-to-sideline tackling machine. He did opt out of the 2020 season due to COVID concerns. However, when he was in there, Parsons was the leader of the Penn State defense in hopes to do so at the next level with this Dallas Cowboys team. Parsons' job will be able to solve the Cowboys' defensive woes as the heart and soul of the defense. But what's going to be really good is while he is walking into a poor defense at the moment, he's going to be a huge help, and he can be paired. They have one of the best linebacker duos, despite having a poor defense. Linebacker is a strong position for them. They have Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith, two strong linebackers in the league. And by um, Micah Parsons coming in, being able to learn and get to the real pro level and be able to go kind of right alongside with those guys is going to be a huge help for them. So I think that he's going to be great with Dallas. He was considered the most impactful defender in the draft by many draft experts. So following a 12, I think, was really, really big. And I think that Dallas definitely made a good decision amping up their defense because we know how good their offense is. You know, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, among others. But I think that by um, improving the defense is definitely the next stage in bringing the Dallas Cowboys to the next level. And I think they made a really nice pick. Perry, what's another pick that you really liked in this draft? James, um, the last pick that I really, really liked in this draft was Mac Jones going 15th overall to my New England Patriots. I mean, we all knew that Patriots needed a quarterback. They were 27th in total offense last year. Some of the worst quarterback play in the league with Cam Newton, who threw only 8 touchdowns in 15 games. Let that sink in. 8 touchdowns in 15 games. He missed one game due to COVID, but Mac Jones is a perfect quarterback for the Patriots system. The Patriots like to drop back. They like to throw the ball. They did the same thing with Tom Brady for 20 years. Um, and Mac Jones is a very mature for an incoming rookie. Mel Kuyper Jr., one of ESPN's draft experts, says that he was one of the smartest quarterbacks he's ever evaluated. So that definitely speaks well to learning a complicated New England Patriots system. Mac Jones, 
doesn't have the best arm in the world, and he's not the most mobile, but neither was Tom Brady, and the Patriots made it work with him. So I definitely like Mac Jones to the Patriots. I think it was a perfect fit for both teams. Mac Jones going from Nick Saban, the greatest college coach ever, to Bill Belichick, the greatest NFL coach ever. And then the Patriots, after a year of down quarterback play from Cam Newton, I think Cam Newton's going to start week one, but maybe, just maybe, Mac Jones will come in and lead the team to at least a playoff berth this season. Definitely an interesting take there, Perry. And I think Mac Jones, why do you say that the arm strength is not as good as some of the other top guys in this draft? I think that's something you really have to talk about is his consistency. He has a 77.4 completion percentage with Alabama. And let's just, um, we got to talk about, Alabama was playing some of the best teams in the entire country. You know, they had to, they beat Ohio State in the national championship, which is just, they're incredible. You know, in the SEC, they're coming out of the best football conference in all of the nation with playing teams like Texas A&M, LSU, Auburn, all those teams, Florida with Kyle Trask this past season. So the, the SEC is a stacked conference. Georgia, I mean, so that's definitely impressive. And him having to go through a good team every single week is definitely a tough thing to do. But he was still able to go undefeated, led them to the national championship. He threw for 4,500 yards, which was second in the nation. Excuse me. He led the nation in passing yards at 4,500 and was second in touchdowns at 41 TDs and only threw four interceptions in those 13 games. So this guy's really, really a solid player. And I'm excited to see what Mac Jones w- does with my favorite team, the New England Patriots. Yeah, James, he's 6'3", as you said. That's very similar to Tom Brady, who is 6'4". But Mac Jones, as you said, played against some of the best competition, but he also had some of the greatest wide receivers in the nation. Jalen Wild, Devontae Smith, both went in the top 10. And Najee Harris, another first-rounder running back but listen I mean you have to get the ball to these guys at some point you can say that Mac Jones won because of these guys or you can say that these guys were such good players because of Mac Jones but I think it will be interesting how Mac Jones translates from having such great talent on the offensive side of the ball at Alabama to coming into a New England Patriots team in the NFL with good skill position. They have two great tight ends in Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, but the wide receiver, their number one wide receiver is Nelson Aguilar. So that is going to be a little tough. So I think that would be another very interesting thing, how Mac Jones translates to the NFL. But James, we've talked about the players that we liked. What draft classes that the team picked did we like as well? Yeah, Perry, for me, it's the Chicago Bears. I'm really high on Justin Fields. I thought he was the second best quarterback in this draft following Trevor Lawrence. And Chicago made some really, really nice picks along the way. They took Justin Fields with the 11th pick. Then they took Tevin Jenkins, a tackle out of Oklahoma State, Larry Borum, an offensive lineman out of Missouri, which is going to give Justin Fields some great protection. And then across the board, they filled in with Daz Newsom, a wide receiver out of North Carolina, Khalil Herbert, a great running back out of Virginia Tech. Watch out for him. I think he could be a really solid player in the league. And then, so those were their really big picks. And I think that I'm really impressed with that Chicago Bears draft class. But among all, at the very top is Justin Fields falling to 11 draft, or trading up, I think was a very, very, very smart move by the Chicago Bears. And I am thrilled with that. If I were a Chicago Bears fan, I would be very thrilled with that draft. And I think that they did a very nice job. 
Yeah, James, I definitely think the Bears did a good job as well. But my favorite draft class out of all this year's team is the Miami Dolphins. I thought Brian Flores, the coach, and Chris Gear, the um, general manager, did a great job. At number six overall, they got their wide receiver. They got Jalen Wall, who was a college teammate at Alabama with Tua Tagovailoa. I thought it was between him and Devontae Smith, and I think that they made the guy that they thought would be more NFL-ready and more ready to take on the burn of the NFL with the hits, especially considering Devontae Smith's frame. But then at 18, they had two first-round picks because their sixth overall pick was from the— they had the third overall pick. They traded back to with the Niners, and the Niners traded up to three. But with the 18th overall pick, the Dolphins took Jalen Phillips from Miami. He's a defensive end. He was— somebody that many experts thought was the best um, best edge rusher in this year's class. And then Javon Holland, the safety of Oregon at 36 overall. And then Liam Etchenberg, the offensive tackle at Notre Dame at 42nd overall, is another great pick. You can, no- you can never have too many offensive linemen. But one of my favorite picks in this year's draft was Hunter Long, the tight end of Boston College in the third round at 81 overall. He's a really, really solid player. And he- I had him as the second best tight end in this draft year's draft class behind Kyle Pitts out of Florida, who went number four overall. But he ended up dropping really, really late there, and the Dolphins were able to scoop him up. And then they took two flyers in the seventh round on Larnell Coleman, the offensive tackle from UMass, and then Jared Dokes, the running back from Cincinnati. So a couple Massachusetts players that they took as well, but I definitely, definitely, definitely like how Miami upgraded their team in this year's draft. Yeah, Perry, they definitely capitalize on, on that Hunter Long falling down. I was a huge fan of him as a tenant at Boston College. Big fan of him. I think that's going to translate well to the NFL. But now, something that we definitely have to discuss, Perry. Five of the first 15 picks in this draft were quarterbacks. How many do you think of these guys will be strong stars in the NFL? So the five guys are Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones. So the question is, how many of these guys do you think in their careers will be strong, dependable, and legitimate starters here in the NFL stage? Yeah, James. So history is telling us two, three quarterbacks. I think that it will be closer to number three. And those three quarterbacks, in my opinion, are Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones. I feel like these three guys not only are really good quarterbacks, they also landed in good spots for each of them. So I'll start with Trevor Lawrence, and then I'll send it over to you for your number and your take on Trevor Lawrence. But um, Trevor Lawrence is a super talented quarterback who will make the Jacksonville Jaguars competitive again under Urban Meyer. He was the best quarterback in the draft, and Jacksonville did well in getting him weapons with Trevor Etienne, the running back, and they did draft an offensive. They did draft um, a really good player at the top of round two as well. So I really like the Trevor Lawrence pick. I think he's going to be a super, super good player. I think the question with Trevor Lawrence is how well the Jaguars are going to be able to cater to him. But James, how many of, in your opinion, how many of the five first-round picks, quarterbacks, will be strong starters in the NFL? I know how you said two to three tends to be how many are stars in the NFL. But as a matter of fact, I think it's all five in this draft. I know that's a bold statement of me to say this, but just listen. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, all you have to do is watch him for one possession to see how good he is. He's the best quarterback in this draft. This will translate directly to the NFL. You made all the great points on Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be phenomenal for the Jacksonville Jaguars with that first pick. 
and Zach Wilson, who was taken by the New York Jets at number two. Size could be an issue, but he has incredible arm strength and is already drawn comparisons to the likes of Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers by experts. I know those are big shoes to fill as an incoming rookie, but he will be great nonetheless. I don't think that he's going to be able to get to the same point as Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, but I still think that he's going to be a dependable, very solid, talented starter in the NFL, and I think that this was a great pick by the New York Jets. Sam Darnold didn't really work out as they were hoping for, and I think that Zach Wilson is much, much better than Darnold, so watch out for Zach Wilson in New York. Perry, what are your thoughts on Zach Wilson before we move on to Trey Lance and if you think he's going to be a starter, a st- strong starter in the NFL? James, in my opinion, Zach Wilson just sounds like a bust to me. He can make almost every throw that he has to make, but he didn't play against good competition in his one good season at BYU. Um, I also don't trust Mike LaFleur, the Jets' offensive coordinator, in his first job in this role to develop him. Mike LaFleur came over with Robert Salah, the new head coach of the New York Jets from the San Francisco 49ers. Mike LaFleur is the brother of Matt LaFleur, who is the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, who has Aaron Rodgers there. But it's Mike LaFleur's first offensive coordinator job. I don't trust him to be able to develop a rookie quarterback. It's a very, very hard thing to do in the NFL. Just see how many panned out versus how many don't. And I don't trust Mike LaFleur, and I think that Zach Wilson just has major bust potential. And then on Trey Lance, I mean, I love Trey Lance. He landed in the absolute perfect system with Kyle Shanahan, who can make good QBs, great QBs, as he did with Matt Ryan and RG3. Matt Ryan won an MVP under Kyle Shanahan. RG3 won the Rookie of the Year. I think that if Trey Lance had fallen back to three, I think that a team should have traded up to draft him. But Lance is a play-action master, something that the Niners do quite often. And then he's also a dual-threat quarterback like so many others in this class. He can run. He can throw. He played so great at North Dakota State in his year in 2019. He only played in one game in 2020. But in 2019, he threw zero interceptions. So he knows how to take care of the ball. That's something that's very important at the NFL level. And James, this is my bold prediction of Trey Lance that I will put my money on. I think that he will be the best quarterback to come out of this draft class. I think that the Niners made a very very good decision taking Trey Lance and I think he will end up being better than Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones very interesting pick there Perry I still think that I have Trevor Lawrence above him but Trey Lawrence I am very high on and I think that he will be a very talented starter here in the NFL didn't see much of him due to playing just one game this past college football season at North Dakota State but boy oh boy can he throw the ball comfortably in the pocket and use the ball use his legs whenever necessary to scramble and make things happen down the field. And then for Justin Fields, I love this guy. I've been talking about it all episode. Great fit in Chicago and having Allen Robinson as a reliable target is huge. So I think that that is a really solid pick. And I think that he is going to be fantastic in the NFL. One of the best in this draft. How about you, Perry? What do you think on him? James, so this is not a knock on Justin Fields. Um, I really like Justin Fields. I just don't like the organization around him. He's a great dual-threat quarterback, but Chicago has no wide receivers outside of Allen Robinson, and his coach, Matt Nagy, failed at developing Mitch Trubisky at first. Mitch Trubisky is now backing up Josh Allen in Buffalo, but I think Fields' support system will cost him a chance at a good NFL career, which is a shame considering his physical tools. And then on Mac Jones, Mac Jones is the third quarterback that I think will be a strong starter in the NFL. 
like Trey Lance, he landed in the absolute perfect system for a pocket passer like him. Although he is not the greatest athlete, I keep on bringing this up, but neither was Tom Brady, and the Patriots won six Super Bowls with him. Jones is an accurate quarterback who makes good decisions, something the Patriots were dearly missing last year with Cam Newton under center. Unlike some of these quarterbacks, I would be surprised if he starts week one, but he's set up for a great future in New England working with Bill Belichick. So as you can see, the three quarterbacks that I like are super talented guys and fell into the right spot for them. Zach Wilson and Justin Fields, I think they just didn't fall in the right spot that can use their tools to the best of their abilities. James, what do you think about Mac Jones? I'm very high on him, especially as a New England Patriots fan. I was pumped to see him fall to 15 and um, potentially fill the shoes of Tom Brady. You'd never really know. And I think it's definitely going to be good to see him after a poor season from Cam Newton. And he will be walking into a Patriots system that is practically built for him. He will be sitting behind Cam Newton at the start of the season, but I foresee him getting the starting nod no later than halfway through the season. He's extremely mach- as an incoming rookie, can throw the ball and played against the best competition throughout college, as we mentioned earlier. And he just knows how to win. He's coming off the college football national championship victory over Ohio State, where he dominated for the Alabama Crimson Tide. So he is just a really incredible quarterback. He knows what to do. Come situations, he can scramble a little bit, not his forte, but he can still make things happen on the ground if he absolutely has to. But I'm really high on Mac Jones. I think that Bill Belichick is going to be able to um, help him mature in the NFL even further, and I think that he's going to be able to adapt into a very, very good quarterback in the NFL. What's this? Uh, let's wrap up the, Perry, um, the episode, Perry. Yeah, James, um, definitely an interesting NFL draft, but that'll be it for us today. Um, as always, go you from ballparks to buzzerbeers.com. Our Instagram is there, our Twitter is there, our email email is there. If you guys ever want to DM us or email us segment ideas, if you ever want to be on the show, email us feedback, anything like that, you can. We also have a calendar up there portraying when our episodes will come out. It's looking like Saturday at noon is our target range, but... As always, guys, thanks for listening. I am Perry Mortinos alongside my co-host James Farley with the From Ballparks to Buzzer Beer Sportscast. Have a good one, everybody.